What's up, y'all? I got a dance deal for you, Chicago. Hubbard Street Dance heats up the Harris Theater stage with its spring series of joy next week. Now, this is some of the most dynamic, cutting-edge contemporary dance made by the world's leading choreographers right here in Chicago. I'm excited for Echoes of Our Ancestors by Maria Torres, among other creators. But you can only catch it for three performances between May 17th and May 19th. Luckily, CityCast Chicago listeners can get tickets in any section for 20% off using code CityCast online or over the phone. Visit HubbardStreetDance.com for details and use code CityCast. Today on CityCast Chicago, we all been there. Let's be real. We got guests to impress and we looking for a new restaurant to try. So you Google best restaurants in Chicago. Well, the CityCast Chicago team checked out a place you may not find on those lists, but where you can get a fancy meal for a great price and killer views in Millennium Park. It's called the dining room. We talked to the people running the joint and tried the food. It's Tuesday, December 13th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. They walk in and they're like, what is going on? And then they jump on the elevator and see, okay, where the heck am I going? And then they get up to the seventh floor and then they see the bar. And then they see the students all waiting there, just the bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. it's all about, you know, you got to create that welcoming feeling. And they're there. And I think just really what hits them right away is just you got the sounds of the kitchen. You can hear the chef cooking. You can hear the chef teaching. You can hear the students pouring wine. You can hear them talking, making drinks behind the bar. So it's all about creating that atmosphere. You know, you've got the music playing in the background. Not only that, you got the beautiful view of the kitchen. You walk over, you're going to see the beautiful view of Millennium Park. So they just kind of get blown away, and they haven't even sat down yet. Uh, my name is Maxwell Irwin, and I am the instructor in the dining room for our K. Cole 164 class, which is teaching students all how to run front of the house restaurant operations. Right now, we're sitting in a classroom at Kendall College, part of National Lewis University. And Kendall College, as I understand it, is known for culinary arts and hospitality. But right outside of this door is the Kendall College dining room, which you're both an instructor in, but also helping to run and manage it. Can you kind of break down what the, the dining room is? Yes. So this is actually the classroom that I lectured in earlier today. So I'm also a professor as well. And then just on the other side of this door right over here is our dining room. So our dining room is a fully functioning dining room. We're a Michelin recommended restaurant. We're the only student run Michelin recommended restaurant in the United States, which is pretty cool. And it's entirely run by students. I'm just here to teach them how to do it. So I have culinary students that every five weeks, they go from back of the house to front of the house and vice versa. So they come out front with me and they learn how to manage and operate a real running restaurant with real paying guests. Like when I'll see a student in there who's maybe working in the kitchen preparing food, is that like a first year student? Is that an advanced student? Who are the who are the people? Uh, so know, all of the students that the we have are coming towards the end of their program. So this is kind of one of the last classes that they're going to take after this. They're all going to go off and they're all going to do their required internships, which will hopefully then lead to careers. How close to the like real restaurant experience is the dining room? So the cool thing is in about two hours, you're going to be able to answer that question because you're going to come in and you're going to have dinner <laughs> and you're going to see how real it actually gets. I mean, we're taking care of real guests who are coming in. They're making reservations. They have high expectations. My family has dined here as well. They've said it feels like a normal restaurant environment to them, but it's added. We really try to like 
it's called like touching the table, like going back a lot. So your service level should be really high, but you have to also have to expect like the education side might be our leader, Maxwell, like showing you how to open a bottle of wine or like some demonstrations, which honestly can be fun because then you learn how to do it yeah. too. <laughs> so my name is Jess Wood. I am in the associates program for culinary here and I started in January of this year. What do you think of the food here? We, we've talked oh, to a few I people today, it. but we haven't yeah. asked anybody how they eat. Okay, this is the best menu I feel like we've ever had. The carpaccio, definitely get that. Oh, that it's great. Right uh, off. We, ma- <laughs> right we uh, make boshikats. We brine and preserve things for What's like that? 30 days. It's little apricots that you take and then you do a brine, kind of like you would a meat. Mm-hmm. So it is a Korean technique, and then they turn into a preserved apricot that you add onto the meat. Um, that, and I'd recommend the lamb too. I was definitely going Yeah, definitely chops. do that. Um, so it's a lamb tenderloin that you cut up, and then it has mahamara, which is like Syrian mm-hmm. red pepper sauce, and some seared radicchio. So we're sitting over here in the, the dining room at Kendall College, and we're sitting like right in front of the kitchen. And honestly, I'm going to just be real. Had they not told me they were students, um, I wouldn't have really known. Just because, I mean, they all got the uniform on. And so everybody looks like as professional as possible. The service has been fast. They've been paying attention. And then right now we just got a plate or like a table full of appetizers. Um, I had the ribeye carpaccio with the mataki mushroom, the preserved apricot, a little parmesan and some and some frisse. Uh, there's nothing really left on my plate except like the remainder of each of the little ingredients. And it's like thinly <laughs> shaved ribeye now that I've, I've looked at it. And it was really good. I ordered the, the lamb loin and the, uh, the tahini cheesecake for my next two servants. Um, but so far, this entire experience has been really good. Everybody seems really excited to talk about it. Uh, and I'm going to pass it on to Carrie. Three-course prefix, 45 bucks. You seriously cannot beat that. I had the tuna uh, for my appetizer. I'm a pescatarian. I think the only one at the table. Very good. It's like a crudo um, sashimi. Yeah, I, I didn't need it all because I needed a little. There's a little bit of sweetness in it, too, that I wasn't super into. Um, I'm getting the black bass for my entree and very excited about that. Also, Sydney turned me on to this very good bread, so I've been nailing the bread. Who's designing the menu uh, week to week? So um, the menu is me every 10 weeks. Um, it'll be a different menu based off of, for the students, like, hey, what are things that, like, you want to see? What are things that you're interested in learning? You know, um, what are skills that we need to build? So the menu is, like, based off of, like, being an instructor, right? Like, about empowering and supporting the students versus, hey, I just want to make this, right? And, like, you either get on board or you don't. So my name is Jennifer Kim. My pronouns are they, them. And currently, I am the instructor Uh, for the fine dining class. Before this, I did own uh, my own restaurants. What's the difference between a sort of restaurant kitchen and then the the kitchen you're working now where you're both teacher and chef? So I think, you know, one of the main differences is being able to put yourself in the mindset that, hey, like this is a place of learning. Like it is really important that, you know, we maintain high standards, but also like there has to be tons of room for people to make mistakes and people to ask questions and, you know, creating an environment where they feel comfortable enough to do that is really important as well. 
Are you self-conscious about your smile? Do you only allow yourself a closed mouth grin? Well, with Aligner Experts, there's no reason for you to diminish your smile. As orthodontists, they have the privilege of witnessing the remarkable transformation of patients' smiles, which often translates into a profound boost in their confidence. Yet, there always seems to be a deterrent. I ain't got the time, I don't have the funds. Luckily, Aligner Experts is redefining convenient and accessible clear aligner solutions. With customizable treatments, transparent pricing, and their cutting edge 3D scanners and dental monitoring technology, you can transform your smile through the convenience of your own schedule. Stop in at their West Loop or Lakeview Clinic today for your complimentary smile assessment. Aligner Experts, your destination for advanced clear aligner solutions. P.S. They got another clinic on the way, so stay tuned for their Old Town location. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So I moved here for the program to Chicago in January. My background is food sales, so I have my business degree in marketing. I worked for the Hershey Company for five years, selling chocolate bars, and loved it. Have you ever worked in a restaurant before? No, so I started in March so that I could couple that with my education here. Are you saying you work, You started working at a restaurant in Chicago in March? Yes, so I'm at Monteverde over in West Loop. As somebody who's doing both, do you see the value in being at a culinary institute? Yes, I feel like the biggest value I see is there's such a diversity of restaurants no matter where you are. And so learning like at a culinary institute for someone who doesn't have professional kitchen background, I feel like it's teaching me the right way to do things. So I go into it with good habits. And then when you enter a restaurant, like they get to continue to mold that skill set to fit what they're looking for. Maybe they're just like handpicking the people who talk to us, but everybody just seems to have a like real passion and a real energy. What is it about this college, this dining room that's just like got everyone's passion mm -hmm. so high? I think it's the leadership, to be honest. Like when you set the right culture up, and then everyone buys into it. That's what makes it so fun. And what I try to make sure I'm very, very clear on is we're working with you. You don't work for us. If anything, we should work for you as the instructors, as the leaders. We should be there to support you and help guide you through this. And this is where we are a classroom before we're a restaurant is we do have to use genuine teaching moments. When a, a dish comes out late and it's only supposed to be a 10 minute pickup, but now it's been 25 minutes and we completely forgot to go back to the table. So when those moments happen, because it does get real, it does get high intensity in there. Again, you're bumping elbows, you're working in a, in a fast paced environment, which is what the restaurant's all about. But it's also okay to teach the students that it's okay to take a moment, take a breath, take a step back, and let's figure out what's going on and let's lay out the plan for our next five minutes, 10 minutes, however long it's going to take us to get back on track. And I'm going to be here with you every step of the way. So that way, when they do eventually have to go off on their own, they're cruising. We want to um, kind of do away with like this idea of like invincibility within hospitality. That's so common. You see this all the time, right? Like everything the chef says is right. 
you know, you don't ask questions, you just do. Looks real militaristic on TV. Yeah, and like that's not fair, right? Like because like whether it's in a restaurant kitchen or in like a learning environment kitchen, like we need to like make way more space for people to like, there's a first time for everything. So, out here in the lobby uh, with yeah. <laughs> with the City Cash Chicago team, Carrie Shepard had a mocktail, so she getting rowdy out here in these streets. None of us is drunk drunk, but we're all a little food drunk, I feel like. Uh, and let's let's talk about our meal, how it went, what we were doing. Uh, Carrie, you wanna you wanna get us started here? Sure. Um I thought it was all very lovely. Everybody was super attentive to us. Um, but they were it was fun to see the kitchen in the back. It's fun uh to see, you know, to know that they're learning and that they're giving you something they're working really, really hard on. And I had the sea bass. It was very good. It was perfectly cooked, which is very hard to do, I think. And chocolate Swiss roll, also very good. And I liked Jacoby's weird tahini cheesecake, which he, I don't think he did, so it was good that I had it. <laughs> that was going to be the first thing out of my mouth. I was like, actually, I did enjoy the cheesecake. The texture was just shocking. I didn't expect it to be that thick, and then I didn't understand the tahini crust and it looked like it was a two-part crust, which was nice. One of the cool things is right when we walked out, even though I never forgot, it was just that quick reminder of like, oh, we are on the floor where there are multiple classrooms. This was a classroom experience. Um, when we first walked in, like fresh off the interviews, uh, I feel like immediately we got that sort of teaching, learning dynamic. Because the first person who we encountered, the first student, he was a little nervous. He was trying to gather the menus. He was trying to get us to the bar. But Maxwell, his instructor, was just like, so nice. He was just like, you take over. You walk them over here and make sure you explain this. You're going to take them to this. The food was great. I thought the lamb was was the star of my plate um, for, the, for the night. Uh, a lot of people got in on that. I gave Sydney a whole loin, and she went right through it. Um, I thought, what was real cool, we was passing around the dishes. And so, like, the sea bass was really good. I personally liked the chicken that um, that Sydney got. And so, like, again, for me, I would bring people back here. I'd bring my family back here. Jacoby's lamb, like, 11 out of 10. The orangey, saucy thingy, that was really, really, really good. And then followed up by the chocolate Swiss roll. That was also so good. Um, I'm just so full. I, I, for real, need to take my belt off. It's just, <laughs> yeah, it's Thanksgiving 2.0. Very good. Uh, yeah, echo a lot of what everyone else said. It was really cool, I think, for Jacoby and me to kind of have done the interviews beforehand and talk to a few of the students and talk to the instructors and kind of get a sense of like what's going on behind the scenes here. I think if we hadn't done that, this would have really felt just like a fine dining experience. Um, it was it, it, just like walking into any fine dining restaurant. Um, there's also kind of this cool element, I feel like, of when you have the people who are in the front of house and back of house learning, it also kind of allows you to be a learner too. So if like, you know, you're, you, if fine dining isn't something that you've experienced before, it's kind of a low stakes, like you can, if you don't know where to put the napkin or like what fork to use or whatever, you know, like thing like they're learning you're learning it's very low stakes and you get to have this like kind of amazing three-course meal it's like a, an environment that still feels elevated but not intimidating 
I mean, a good problem to have is we're booked up through, we've been booked up through the end of the quarter since we opened. And we're already getting reservations for January. And I mean, how many restaurants can say they're booked up, you know, two or three months out that aren't Alenia or aren't, you know, Boca and we're crushing it. And we're just this tiny little school restaurant, but it's all because of the students. And I think they're just so impressed by the students and what they're able to do. And I think that's really what, what they, they take away from our restaurant. Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. I'm sure you haven't forgotten, but just in case, we still in a pandemic, my friends. In fact, Governor Pritzker recently issued a COVID disaster declaration and executive order recommending masking up in public, reconsidering the large indoor gatherings, more regular testing, and of course, staying up to date on your vaccines and boosters. Joseph Cromulus, a.k.a. Chicago's walking man, died at the age of 75 Sunday. Cromulus had remained hospitalized since being viciously attacked and set on fire while sleeping back in May. Annabelle Abarca will likely be the next 12th Ward Alder person. Abarca, a McKinley Park lawyer, was the former Alder's chief of staff from 2013 to 2016. The nomination will go to the full city council for a vote Wednesday. And some good news to get you through. I'm going to be teaching a storytelling workshop with our karaoke storytellers team this Wednesday at 7 o'clock at Time Out Market in Fulton Market. Come and get a couple tips to make your personal and professional stories, you know, pop a little bit more. Please, we are trying to collect your New Year's resolutions. If you want to hear your voice on the CityCast Chicago podcast, call us at 773-780-0246. Leave your name, your neighborhood, and your New Year's resolution. As always, I appreciate you for listening. I'm going to talk to y'all tomorrow. Peace. I'll say it on mic. I don't like peanut butter and chocolate together. All right, Simone, you got to back. <laughs> and with that, I think we're going to... Call it a night.